when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. There's Jerry over there. Everyone, be quiet. Let's get started. Ambrose Bierce goes missing. This is a good one. This is. So Ambrose Bierce uh, was a writer, and uh, he's described in this uh, article, and this is from the old friends at HowStuffWorks.com. Oh, yeah. Good, good plug. Yeah, they still have some uh, great, great short content out there that we can mine for these short stuffs. Sure. But he's described here as uh, equal parts Mark Twain and Edgar Allan Poe. That's pretty good. Yeah. He was uh, born in Ohio in 1842, and he was a a journalist and like one of the big sort of early journalists to kind of supposedly one of the first ones to really make his byline a brand in and of itself. Oh, yeah. But he also wrote horror stories. He wrote horror, short horror fiction. He wrote a lot of – he was kind of his generation's voice about how the Civil War really was because he was one of the few – writers of his day who had actually fought in the Civil War. That's right. I remember the one that comes to mind for most people probably that you read in school was An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Great story. Yeah. One of the classic American short stories of all time. Yeah. Uh, He also wrote The Devil's Dictionary, uh, which was his own take on words like um, uh, ghosts are uh, outward and visible signs of inward fears or peace is just a period of cheating in between two periods of fighting. Just kind of scathing, sarcastic, yeah. bitter takes on humanity. And to kind of make it more succinct, I saw a Poetry Foundation description of him. It said he was a committed opponent of hypocrisy, prejudice, corruption, and had contempt for politics, religion, society, and conventional human values. So he's our kind of guy. Yeah, I was about to say, he would really... We should go get some coffee with him. And he he would have been one of the great American writers. A lot of people say he is, but mm-hmm. he would have been one of the widely known great American writers had he ever gotten a novel together, but he didn't. He, he never wrote a, a novel, huh? No, he was a columnist. He was a short story writer. He was a correspondent, but he never made, he became a novelist. And he was partially bitter. Or he was bitter in part because of that. So when this article says he was a novelist, that is a lie. Yes. Okay. So... This dude named Don Swaim wrote a book called The Assassination of Ambrose Bierce, colon. When is someone going to write a book without a colon? I think we need to. Uh, Colon, a love story. And he seems to be sort of the guy who really is, I think he runs a website on Ambrose Bierce, is really carrying this torch forward for this person. And what's interesting beyond the life of Ambrose Bierce is the disappearance and mysterious uh, death of Ambrose Bierce. Yeah, I was reading an LA Times article about this very thing, and they said that Ambrose Bierce would have become a totally obscure American writer. I'm not sure if that's true. Had he not made a great Exit. career choice <laughs> oh. at the end, where <laughs> really? he, he put a shroud of mystery over his own demise. Wow. And that's what happened. 
No one knows what happened to Ambrose Bierce. He disappeared yeah. and was never heard from starting in December of 1913. Yeah, there are there a bunch of theories, and we're going to throw some of them out there um, over the next seven or eight minutes. One of them is that he uh, loved the Grand Canyon, and he loved it so much. He loved it like Airwolf. He loved it so much that he wanted to become a part of it and leapt to his death uh, and went there to to leap to his death and die by suicide. That's one, which is believable, as as we'll see later on. It's po- plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 main story, the the one that most historians will point to as the story of what happened to him is that in December of 1913, he left California to go down to Mexico to find Pancho Villa, who was one of three leaders of the Mexican Revolution um, down there at the time, and that he either wanted to write a book about Pancho Villa, write some articles about him, Mm -hmm. or he wanted to take up arms alongside Pancho Villa because he was an old Confederate war vet who had nothing to lose at this point. He was a bitter old drunk who had an acerbic wit and bitter take on everything. Um, And that is actually not totally out of the realm of possibility for why he was going down there. But the the common general story is that he went down to Mexico to hang out with Pancho Villa for one reason or another and that he was never heard from again. At the age of 71. Yeah. So should we take a break? Yes. All right. We'll come right back and talk a little bit about what people speculate happened south of the border. Look at all the stuff. There's so much stuff. Look at all the stuff you should know. Hey, everybody. We're here to tell you about Viator, a tool that you can use to plan and book travel experiences around the world. That's right. The Viator app and website make it easy to explore 300,000 plus travel experiences so you can discover what's out there no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in. Yep. Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. 300,000 plus travel experiences to choose from means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. That's right. You can also enjoy real traveler reviews to get insider information from people who've already been on the experience that you're considering. Plus, you get free cancellation that helps you plan for the unexpected. Yeah. And Viator offers 24-7 customer service so you know you'll get support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. So download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, are you thirsty? Well, before you take a sip, have you stopped to think about what's in your water? Many conventional bottled waters contain PFAS, harmful substances known as forever chemicals. But you can drink water as clean as nature intended. Richard's rainwater collects 100% pure, refreshing drops of rain. Yes, it really is rain, everybody. This rain is caught clean before it hits the ground or becomes polluted with pesticides and contaminants commonly found in groundwater. Yep, Richard's rainwater is naturally pure with no need for harsh chemicals or additives. That means no added fluoride, no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. 
and you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long-lasting cold-pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh? Yeah, text STUFF to 2512-928887, and you'll get $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. All right, so there are a lot. I mean, it seems like it's really hard to get a a beat, a read, a beat on this, <laughs> a bead. It's been a long day because uh, everything that seems like it might have really happened is disputed by somebody. It's not just that, Chuck. In addition to that, or the reason the reason why it's disputed by somebody is because he almost you get the impression that he went to the trouble of setting it up so that his disappearance would be a mystery, that no one would ever yeah. be able to figure it out. Perhaps, and it's also clear that in 1913, it was a lot easier to disappear sure. and no one ever knows what happens to you. Right. Just, and then he's gone. So it is generally believed, though, that he did go to Mexico and he did uh, ride with Pancho Villa as a 71-year-old Civil War veteran. It's just not um, proven out exactly why he was there or how he necessarily died there. Right, right. Some people say firing squad. Yes, which is supported by this letter. So his last letter was posted from Chihuahua, Mexico, which is where Pancho Villa was stationed and carrying out his his arm of the revolution. That's right. So he made it as far as Pancho Villa's home territory, supposedly. Some people don't even believe that that's true. Right. But that's where the last known letter from Ambro Beers was postmarked, was Chihuahua, Mexico. And in this letter, he says, Goodbye. If you hear of my being stood up against a Mexican stone wall and shot to rags, please know that I think it is a pretty good way to depart this life. It beats old age, disease, or falling down the cellar stairs. To be a gringo in Mexico, ah, that is euthanasia. (laughs) <laughs> so this is the last letter he has, and he's in Chihuahua, Mexico, and then no one ever hears from him again, and he was going down to hang out with Pancho Villa. That would support the idea that he died at the hands of either Pancho Villa or maybe the Federales who Pancho Villa was fighting. Right. There are also people, skeptics, that say, you know, there really was no letter, um, and there was a notebook that belonged to a secretary uh, that had a summary of a purported letter. Oh, really? Yeah, but I, I mean, heard that one. I think the the man who wrote the book, Mr. Swaim, mm-hmm. says there was a literal letter. Right, that's what I've heard. So I'm not sure how that can be uh, up for debate. Some people say that he had somebody take the letter down to Chihuahua because you can oh, give okay. someone a letter, sure. give them some money to take it down, and then have them mail it from Chihuahua. Just because that last letter was posted from Chihuahua does not indisputably prove that Ambrose Bierce was in Chihuahua at the end of 1913. That's right. There are some other people that said uh, there's a priest named James Leinert who says that he was executed by firing squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was in um, Sierra Mojada and that he never made it to Chihuahua. Yeah. And that would have been the federal troops in a, mi- in a mining camp who found out he was going to aid Pancho right. Villa and kill them. The idea that he died at either the hands of or the order of Pancho Villa came from a guy named... Uh, Adolf Danziger de Castro, who wrote a very obscure biography in 1928 on Ambrose Bierce. And in it, he was one of, de Castro was one of Ambrose Bierce's drinking buddies. Uh He said that he went down to Mexico 
and had dinner with Pancho Villa to find out what had happened to Ambrose Bierce and eventually coaxed from Pancho Villa that Ambrose Bierce had died because he had gone drinking and criticizing Pancho Villa. Sure. And Pancho Villa didn't like that, and so he was killed because he ran, he shot his mouth off which, while he was which drunk. It's very believable. Yeah. It's entirely possible. And the fact that this guy knew him, uh, a lot of historians say, this seems authentic. That's really possible that that happened. There was also a journalist named Jake Silverstein in early 2000s that said uh, he got into this theory that uh, he never made it to Mexico and he died in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dug up a letter to the editor of a little uh, newspaper in Marfa, Texas, from a man who said he's buried here in an unmarked grave uh, because I picked up a hitchhiker once who fought for the federal forces, uh, the Mexican federal forces, when he was a teenager. And he said that he picked up an old gringo who called himself Ambrosia. <laughs> and uh, he said, hey, can you pay me to get me back into the U.S.? And during this trip, he talked about books that he had written. And one had the word devil in the title and that he died of pneumonia in 1914 mm-hmm. and was buried in Marfa, Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just as legitimate as anything else. What about the one that he actually, he like like somebody was saying that he gave the letter to somebody else to post from Chihuahua, right? And he went to the Grand Canyon and died by suicide. That that was how he died, and that he was throwing everybody off the trail. This one's actually supported by a couple of things. His son um, died by suicide. He spoke of suicide as a, a noble out uh-huh. that it was somebody's right to make that choice, and then also. Um, he did a tour of Civil War battlefields in before the United States. Before he went to Mexico, right? Right before he went to Mexico. Right. So it's possible that he was in the kind of mindset that he would have been in to, to take his own life. Who knows? Yeah. But that's a—I mean, that's why we'll probably never know what happened to him because each of these is really plausible and each of them can be not deconstructed but rivaled by the next theory too. None yeah. of the theories are just like outlandish. They're all— Pretty pretty reasonable and supported by some fact or other. Yeah, and there was one final one that uh, this is from Swaim's book that Beers actually went to Mexico and fought and lived and then retired to uh, Saratoga Springs, New York, where he fell in love and then died of asthma. And that was, of course, entirely fiction. <laughs> I think so, right. Yeah, because that was his book was the Ambrose Beers love story was fiction. Right. And I think that's what happens to him in the book. Gotcha. You know that, that movie makes sense now. You know the movie Old Gringo with Gregory Peck that came out in nineteen eighty nine? No. Gregory Peck and Jane Fonda and Jimmy Smits. Oh wow. It reimagines J- Ambrose Beers's death at the hands of one of Pancho Villa's generals, shot in the back. And supposedly from Dust Till Dawn three, not supposedly. No. I never saw it. But that tackles Ambro Beers. Ambro Beers? He's a character in it. Yeah. And I think he lives in, the, in that. In Old Gringo, he dies. Wow. Well, if you know what happened to Ambrose Beers, we want to know about it. You can send us a message to uh, stuffpodcast at iheartradio.com. And uh, I think that's it, right? That's it. Well, then Short Stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.